Welcome to the Six Degree Podcast, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily Merrill. Hello, and welcome back to the Six Degree with Emily Merrill, the podcast where we grill our guests about the things that make them tick and find out how human connection plays a role in their life. I'm your host, Emily, and today I'm really excited to have my friend, Amanda Armstrong, founder of Rise As We, as our guest. Amanda, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited. And poor Amanda just came off of a two-hour clubhouse before this. So you were on a roll today, aren't you? <laughs> I am, but excited to be here. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Amanda, as about, there's so much to you. It's incredible. And I, I truly am like so excited because I don't even know where to start, but I want to start at the very beginning. I want to start with, well, kind of like the mid beginning. I want to talk about who you were before Rise As We. Where were you living in the world? What were you doing? Um, what was your life like? So I went to a university up in Northern California, Chico State. So California State University, Chico. And I was getting my master's in kinesiology with an emphasis in sport and exercise psychology, which is a lot of fancy words for I basically studied exercise and mental health. And while I was there, I studied, as far as we know, the only exercise-based program for students with depression in the country. So really, it was a peer mentoring program. Um, and this is kind of what just at the time, my sister was struggling with depression. Um, I had anxiety that I wouldn't admit that I had, but it just called to my heart to figure out like this mind body connection and how we could address mental health from a, a non traditional route. And after graduating, I got a job at Google headquarters in Mountain View, California as a health and fitness specialist and personal trainer. So at Google, I had this really awesome opportunity to not just work with clients on their physical health in the gym, although that was my primary, my, my primary role I was there was a personal trainer, but my, my manager knew that I had this mental health specialty. So if anybody mentioned anxiety or depression, they became my clients. And I also ran some pilot studies with the on-site therapists running kind of mindfulness and movement-based interventions for Google employees struggling with anxiety or depression. And so I worked there for five years and I still sometimes get a little choked up thinking about having ever left because that was incredibly sweet time. I connected with literally some of the world's brightest humans but also kindest humans. I think clients there became family. Some of them came to my wedding later. Um, but I got to this point where I had started Rise As We while I was working at Google, also living in a van. That's another story if we want to dive into it. And I, I just got to this place where when I was with clients, I was thinking about my business. And when I was with my business, I was thinking about what I needed to do for clients the next day. And I realized that nobody was getting the version of me that they deserved. And at the time I was dating somebody who took a job in DC. So he is also works for Google and he was transferring to the DC office. And I knew, I knew, and it broke my heart that my time at Google was ending because my calling was bigger than one client, one hour in a gym. My calling was to help women reclaim their, their lives for mental health in, in this research-based lifestyle way. My, my calling was 
to carve out a niche in, in the fitness world that wasn't toxic, that wasn't about your body image. And I didn't know exactly what Rises We was going to grow into, what it is today. I couldn't even have imagined, you know, a handful of years ago. But I was faced with this unique opportunity of, you know, and and mine and my now husband, so this boy that I moved for, husband, baby daddy, we made it work. Um, but I was faced with this unique opportunity of I know my time's ending. This guy that I'm really interested in in growing a relationship with is moving. And I had some friends who were like, you can't seriously like move across the country for a guy you haven't been dating that long. And I'm like, girl, look, the reason you wouldn't move across country is because you leave your job. You have to like leave your house. I'm taking my job and my house with me because I live in a van and my job is online. So if things don't work out with this dude, guess what? I turn my job and my house back around and go to California. Oh my gosh. I'm like thinking of you as like the van lady down by the river right now. Like, like washing, washing your clothes over rocks. Was it, was this you? No, that never happened. So at Google, there is like all of the amenities you could ever want. They have like a micro kitchen, they have showers. Like, so I do have a toilet. They did have a toilet in the, the van build, but I didn't have a shower, but I worked at the gym. So I just showered at the gym. Google has washer and dryers. So employees can like do their laundry while they're at work. And while I worked there, I had access to all of that as well. So I would just do my laundry at Google. I would shower at Google. I would eat most of my meals at Google. I, I could cook in the van, but I got fed for free at work. And so working at Google truly, it truly is a dream. Like it is, it was such, such a blast, especially, you know, right out of college to be able to kind of land a gig like that um, was so fun. I mean, and I deserved it. I, I definitely struggled with imposter complex. I'm not immune to any of that, but by year two of my five years there, I would say, no, no, I worked my butt off to get here and I deserve to be here. And I'm like one of their top trainers. So <laughs> it was such a dream to be there. Um, so yeah, long story short, life before rises, we was working at Google was at just this crossroads of making this relationship work, diving all in and trusting myself and my business and that my calling, um, was just growing and expanding and changing. So I took that leap of faith. I, I drove my van to to Washington DC. Actually, uh, we were in Arlington, Virginia at the time. I parked my van in front of the guy's house that I was dating and just like didn't leave until he asked me to marry him. And so we still <laughs> we bought a house uh, just before we got married and uh, so we're still we're still living here now in Alexandria, Virginia. And I, and I love it. I love that. I love that as like a dating tip for people. If you're like, if you want to not lose a guy, you just park your car in front of their house until they ask you to just, they invite you in pretty much. <laughs> I love that. That is very sound dating advice. Um, and I love that you had, that you were like the self-sufficient woman. And I love the idea too, of what you said about moving across country, like worse comes to worst, like you have your business with you and then you can turn your house around and you can go exactly back where you started from or stop in the middle or stop wherever you want along the way. Um, another thing that you said that really resonated me with me is like how, when people were flagged for depression or anxiety that they were sent to you and it, kind of dawned on me that every human, no matter how successful or how wealthy you are, struggles with some of the same symptoms and the same syndromes. So what was it like when you kind of realized that, you know, it's kind of like the the magazine thing where it's like stars, they're just like us. When you realized people that you might have put on a pedestal were also human. I think it's just being one-on-one with them. Uh, I really took 
the job that I did at Google, it wasn't just come work out with me for an hour. This was for for many of my clients, the only hour in the whole day that they did anything for themselves. It was the only thing that they did. I actually had one particular client and she ended up, I saw her more than anybody because she's like, I'm going to book you every single day. And I was like, you don't fit under my schedule every single day, but like, let's do four days. And she said, because I lead a team, you are the only hour a day that's about me because I leave this place and then I go home and I'm a mom and it's, it's relentless. And so I think I, I held some of this before, but definitely after that conversation, very, very much my time with them was yes, let me help you get stronger, fitter, faster, whatever, but also let me help you feel seen and heard as a human, not as a team leader or an engineer or, you know, the marketing guy or as a mom or as a dad. And, and so I think that that that's why definitely getting to Google, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm working with the smartest people in the world, yada, yada, yada. But when push comes to shove, they have brains that tell them they're not good enough. And they have a threshold of burnout and overwhelm. And they are also begging, like all of us are, to be seen and heard in their most vulnerable state if given the opportunity to feel safe to do so. And so I got there, totally got there with some clients, didn't get there with others. You know, it depends on kind of the the level of readiness too. Um, but I think that that's the biggest thing is just recognizing that there there is nobody to put on a pedestal. Not me, not you, not anybody else. Because behind the face that we show to the world, we all have something underneath that either has gone wrong for us in the past will in the future or is right now because nobody is exempt from human experience and from a pesky human brain that is hardwired for negativity. And we don't in our school systems or in our society educate people on how to be mentally and emotionally resilient. We don't teach them how to catch challenge and change unhelpful thinking. In fact, we do, I think a lot of times quite the opposite where culturally, we assign some kind of like moral value to our thoughts. So quick example from today, let me throw myself out there. I am a mom and I have a 10 month old son and he was just hollering. I'm tired. I haven't slept through the night in literally over a year. And I had this thought of like, oh my gosh, my son's annoying. My son is annoying. And then immediately my brain offered up the next thought. Well, you're a bad mom because you had that thought. And luckily I've done the work to be like, that's cute brain. No, like thoughts are just thoughts. I can think the thought that my son's annoying and I can just choose to let it go and not attach to it. But so much of society and the messaging that we get, we assign moral value to our thoughts. If you think that thought, then you're ungrateful. If you think that thought, then you must be a bad mom. Like if you think this, and so really just recognizing that our thoughts are just thoughts. And this is what I teach women to do of how to how to be this kind of non-judgmental, curious observer of their brain to recognize how they get stuck and to acknowledge that it happens to freaking everybody. And there's like some sense of like, I think we all want to think we're unique butterflies, but there's also kind of that misery legs company of like, oh, wait, I'm not damaged. I'm not broken. No, your brain was just trained a certain way. If that's not serving you anymore, 
let's train it a new way. I love it. Oh God, that's, that's so powerful. And it's so true. We always think that like the problem we're going through is so unique and so special. And then you hear of someone regurgitate the exact words that you use to describe their problem. And you're like, oh, okay. I'm not alone in this, but it's hard to find the tribe or find that, that community if you don't have it. So that's what I love about Rise As We is that it seems like there's many ways to find community and to find like-mindedness. So you, can you tell us the different offerings and how you do work with your clients? And follow-up question to that is, why do you primarily work with women? I think the short answer to why I do what I do is I've created the programs that I desperately needed in different seasons of my life and couldn't find. So I went through a season of what felt like debilitating anxiety that eventually turned into depression because I didn't address it. And medication wasn't, wasn't working. Therapy didn't really help me much. And so what, what else, right? What else is there? You're struggling with your mental health. You get medication, you go to therapy. And I was sitting here and I felt helpless. I felt hopeless. I was like, but but what else? And so I did what I, what I knew how to do. Right. And this is somebody who got a master's degree in mental, like this, this season of, of my life came after that. And I said, okay, go to the books, go to the research. And there is such an unbelievable amount of research on different lifestyle changes that not only like help our mental health, but literally change our brain. Like we can scan your brain and then you can introduce an eight-week meditation practice. We can scan your brain again, and your brain looks different. Meditation heals your brain. And for those of you who, who know me in real life, like I'm a fiery redhead, and I got the type A personality to go with it. I'm like the least likely meditator in the world. The first time that somebody said to me, like, Amanda, you should try meditation. I laughed at them, and I was like, look, you don't get it. Like the inner Amanda, I don't need to do anything to tap into her. Like she lets herself be known. And it wasn't until I was in this low season and somebody said, Hey, have you thought about, have you tried this? And I was like, yeah, let me see what science says. Science says meditation heals our brain on a physical and functional level movement. I was somebody who was chronically over exercising. So my physical activity was contributing to higher levels of anxiety. So I had to learn how to deregulate my nervous system. And anyways, I couldn't find, I couldn't find a place that gave mental health and physical health an equal seat at the table. It didn't exist. And so that is the foundation to the programs that I've created is mental health and physical health deserve an equal seat at the table. Because honestly, like what is one without the other? What is a rock and bod if your mind is a crappy place to be? And what the heck is like an awesome enlightened mind if your body physically holds you back from engaging in life in the way that's meaningful for you. And that looks different for everybody. And so, and women deserve to know that they have options. Bottom line, I believe in true and informed consent and true and informed consent when you're giving somebody and offering them a medication for mental health is, Hey, here's this option. And here are the other options. I'm not anti-medication. Oh my gosh. Am I not anti-medication? It saves lives. There is a time and a place for therapy, for medication, and a different strokes for different folks. But I can't tell you how many women I've talked to who've said, I like, I've tried everything. And then they find me and they're like, you and what you offer is exactly what I needed, but I didn't know you existed. And so that's my mission is to let women know that they have options, that a combination of things is actually 
honestly the best, that mental health looks different for everybody. And so does the solution. And so specifically to to that program, my one-on-one anxiety and depression coaching, it's the program that I desperately needed. I needed somebody to say, hey, let me look at your life. Let me look at your brain and let me help you understand it, right? Because I was sick of people just giving me Band-Aid solutions of like, let me fix your symptoms. No, 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 no. I'm an independent woman. Help me understand why this is happening and why it didn't happen to somebody else or earlier in my life. And so that's what this program is, is it helps women get to the root of why they're struggling and it helps them integrate a whole human approach. And it's what I desperately needed. And then, so that's one thing I do one-on-one anxiety and depression coaching. Um, I also have my rights tribe and I've got kind of two tiers of that program. One is you get a daily workout and meditation. So it's so fun. It's a 27 minute at home workout that I do a day or two before I film it. So all you do is show up and hit play. And this is ideal for the woman who is sick, sick of toxic fitness culture, who just wants an easy, not an easy workout. Trust me, I'm going to kick your butt, but like an easy to use relatable program. You literally show up in the app, your meditations there in the morning, hit play, I guide you through something to help you get grounded and set your intention. And then whenever you exercise in the day, you hit play. You have me. I never talk about, you know, getting skinnier or getting the booty for summer. It's all about increasing your capacity to do. You are showing up to honor your body. And I am very real. It's not like you get from a lot of other fitness subscriptions where it's like this curated studio. It's me. And sometimes my son wakes up for a nap and he joins us in the workout. And it's just like a very real experience. And for women who, so that's for women who just want a fun, relatable, effective workout program. I have over a decade of experience in the fitness industry. These workouts are designed for the everyday woman who just wants to get stronger, fitter, feel better in her skin. It's a, it's an array of strength training, cardio, core, and yoga. We also do mobility. So you're checking all of your boxes to just be a functional human being. And then for women who want to take it a little step further and work on their mind as well, I have my Rice Tribe Life Coaching. So you still get the daily workout, the daily meditation, but you also join this amazing group of women who've decided that they're ready to step in the driver's seat of their mind and, and design their life. I teach them to catch, challenge, and change their unhelpful thinking. Um, And that's where the deep community is built in that life coaching program. And then my final offering, again, came from a season of my life where I couldn't find what I needed. I have a core and pelvic floor guide to walk pregnant and postpartum mamas through um, showing up and understanding how to heal and keep strong or strong as possible throughout pregnancy, their core and pelvic floor. Um, I also, my birth ended in an unplanned C-section and um, I was pretty pissed at the way that I was taken care of after I left the hospital and what that looked like in the hospital. My nurses, everything was incredible. I had a beautiful birth story, but I just had major abdominal surgery and you sent me home. I have the piece of paper, two sentences on how to recover from a major abdominal surgery. And I basically was like, this is crap. One in four or five women in the United States, birth happens via C-section. And so we're sending 25% of our mothers home, not knowing how to take care of their body. And that in and of itself 
is awful, but let alone the mental load of being a mom and having a body you don't know how to take care of contributes to postpartum mental health. So that course includes kind of a bonus C-section recovery guide that walks you through literally what you can do while you're still in the hospital all the way through, you know, having a fully functioning inner core pelvic floor. I collaborated with a pelvic floor um, therapist. So a licensed therapist collaborated on the course with me. And eventually my dream is that this course will grow into an all-encompassing mindful maternity course that walks women from that little that little positive pregnancy test all the way through their fourth trimester, which is where I think a lot of mama programs are missing is this mind-body approach, right? You've got your mama meditation apps and you've got your mama fitness apps. But like, what about this whole woman approach? Um, And it'll include, you know, education about different birthing options and walking you through those super vulnerable three months of early postpartum. Well, I, I love that all of your programs kind of speak to like the seasonality of your life. Like, not that I'm saying that depression seasonal, well, there is seasonal depression, but like there are different things that happen. It feels like at different stages of your life. And I loved what you just said about the the whole motherhood thing from like the second of conception, essentially to, to the fourth trimester, because there, it, there aren't things like that out there and pelvic floor stuff. I've literally never heard of, I don't think until you, or, or you hear about it from someone who's pregnant because no one talks about that stuff before it actually happens. So um, that's super important. I love the way that honestly, serendipitously, this was not part of like my master business plan. All of my programs work so well together. One of the things that just absolutely gets me is when a woman comes to me, she's like, I finished my 12 weeks of therapy. And then what I finished my 12 weeks of exercise program. And then what, right? Like 12 weeks of therapy, like just cuts you open, leaves you raw. And then you don't qualify for anymore. So you're, you're kind of SOL. And so the way like my life coaching, if I had to give women a forever home, that's my life coaching program. But women come to me in a season of her anxiety and depression. And it's like, let's work one-on-one. Let's get you to, to standing on your own two feet again, mentally and physically. And then if this, if this community feels right for you, if I feel like the right coach for you after these 12 weeks together, you have a place there. There isn't an, and then what, and so many coaching programs out there, I think you finish the 12 weeks with your coach and it's like, okay, say la vie, like hopefully you do. And like long, long term behavior change just doesn't happen that fast. And so it's kind of like this 12 week intensive. And then here's your forever home. If you choose with these women who have also walked through similar journeys as you with me as your coach, who now knows you so personally, and you have other incredible coaches supporting you. And same thing for, for women who are in their maternity journey, right? Hey, you liked the workouts. You liked me. This community was a group of women who supported you through this season. Stay with us, grow with us. There is never, so my, my rice tribe offerings, both life coaching and the daily workout meditation are monthly membership. You've got a home forever. There never has to be. an and then what, if you decide that this is your space. Hmm, I love that. And it, it's interesting because I think there's something about anxiety and depression when you even mentioned it earlier in your own journey, it's, it's hard to admit that you have it. And I think once you do admit that you have it, it's, it's hard to figure out like the right resource or the right place, the right destination to land. So do you have any advice for people who may, might be struggling with anxiety or depression and how to identify if they are? Do, do your thought keep you from engaging in life in the way that you want to? 
are you noticing that you are regularly like belittling yourself? I think one of the things women resonate the most with is like this idea of a thought spiral. Like how often does your brain spin out on you? So with anxiety specifically, one of the number one thinking errors for anxiety is catastrophizing. You take one tiny thing and all of a sudden it's so big and where anxiety turns into an anxiety attack or panic is when our perceived ability to cope can't meet the challenge that so often we've actually made up in our own mind. And so if you're sitting there, you know, listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, my brain gets the better of me more often than not, that's what I do. That's what I do. I help women get back in the driver's seat of their mind. And for depression, right, anxiety is kind of this like always stressed, totally upregulated state. And then depression is kind of this like lower state. If you are, if you don't enjoy things that you used to enjoy, if you don't get excited for things that you used to get excited about, and not because you like matured or grew out of those things, but because you just can't bring yourself to be excited, that's depression. Um, And I'll share a personal story. So where I was kind of at my lowest was when uh, my baby sister was getting married and we were dress shopping and depression removes you from the present moment. You're constantly exhausted, actually both with anxiety or depression. I was asleep in a chair when she walked out in the dress that she chose, you know, her say yes to the dress. I had fallen asleep in a chair. And I remember sitting just one-on-one with my mom after that. And I looked at my mom and I said, I know I'm miserable to be around right now. I know I'm not showing up as the big sister that my little sisters need right now. And I don't know what to do about it. And I don't, like, I don't know how to put on a face. And I am so good at putting on a face. And that was the moment where I knew, like, I need help. Like, I'm not okay. Everyday things feel like they weigh a thousand pounds. And so to the woman out there listening who resonates with any of that, like, you don't have to keep living that. There are answers for you. There is research-supported lifestyle changes. There are mindset tools to help put you back in the driver's seat of your mind. I think anxiety is most often associated with just excessive stress. If you are always feeling stressed or worried, excessive worry, um, depression is most often described as just a sense of hopelessness. If you get stuck kind of feeling hopeless, feeling like you've tried everything, nothing ever works for you, et cetera, I'm here to tell you that nothing you've tried has worked for you because it wasn't built for you. And that's what makes what I do different is is I build to the woman. I don't try to fit her into some like prefab solution. Um, So that's, I think, how you can know is if anything I just said resonated with you, then like, sis, you're in it. Like you're in it and you don't have to stay in it. Oh, I love that. And I mean, I love hearing a personal example too, where you can really visualize that moment and that experience and you can feel that in your body. So thank you for sharing that. And hopefully that does, does resonate with some people and knowing that they can find the solution, which is Rise SV. So can you tell us a little bit more of how we can find more about your offerings and what is happening in your world? Yeah. So riseaswe.com, R-I-S-E-A-S-W-E. So Rise As We. Um, And I could tell you all about why that name is what it is. I know everyone's like, wait, what? That's kind of funky, but 
riseswe.com is is my website and it's currently under a little bit of construction hopefully by the time this goes live it'll be up um but if it's not uh, know that it will and it'll have a, a ton of beautiful information about these programs and i think the best place to connect with me and the place that i'm the most active is on instagram so my instagram handle is at amanda on the rise and it's the same handle for my clubhouse. So if you want to be notified as to when I'm like speaking in clubhouse and the rooms I'm moderating, same thing, Amanda on the rise. I think that's such a cute name, Amanda on the rise. You can, I can visualize that and so smart to do it across both the platforms. Note to everyone out there, if you have multiple platforms, use the same handle. It's easier to find the person. Well, switching gears a little bit here, Amanda, we love to ask our speakers and our guests a little bit of six fast questions for six degrees society six fast questions you get the connection so are you ready to rock and roll let's do it okay so first and foremost can you tell us an unknown fun fact about you i usually tell people i lived in a band band but i already told you that um i didn't have sex until i was married oh that's a good one that's a really good one and uh Congratulations on both of those things. Um, two, who would be a dream person to be connected with and why? Probably Kristen Bell or Reese Witherspoon. One, they're both like female entrepreneurs. They also have both been really active in speaking out about their own mental health struggles and are all about women empowerment and especially Kristen Bell with her series of just like making motherhood real and relatable. Um, so speaking of, of people on a pedestal, I think that Kristen Bell and Reese Witherspoon have said, don't put me there. These are all the ways that I'm broken and I'm just like you. And I just, I love that. And she cries when she sees sloths, which is just a very likable quality. <laughs> like Fantastic. Her breakdown is still one of the best videos I've ever watched. Um, speaking of watching, any shows that you're currently watching? I don't watch very much TV. I actually didn't own a TV for five years, but my husband and I uh, have been periodically doing West Wing. We never watched it when it was like the big show to watch. So we're watching West Wing right now actually quite good <laughs> please tell me you're watching on like vhs or something because you don't have cable <laughs> i i i mean we have a tv now he works at google we're all teched out here i don't know what we're watching it on he deals with it <laughs> also i love the fact that you guys may have cross country for his job at google now everything's working remote yes <laughs> of course yeah of course of course it happens like that um okay what book are you reading do you read books i do read books i just finished the uh upward spiral which is an awesome book. It's, it's very science dense, but it's about mental health and kind of all of the ways that our brain connections um, could be off via life and trauma or genetics and like what we can do to basically like reverse the downward spiral of mental health. So it's a really good book, but it is kind of a dense read for somebody who is not super into the nerdy science of it all. Oh, I love it. I love a good nerdy science book. Um, what is your favorite and or most used emoji? Oh, the cry laughing one. Side part skinny jeans, cry laughing emoji, like just put me, put me in that box. I know. I just shared a video. All my girlfriends and I are talking about like, what, what, we're not cool. All of a sudden we can't do side parts anymore. I tried the middle part. You don't want to see me with the middle part. It looks very, um, Wednesday Adams like, and then skinny jeans. What's wrong with skinny jeans? If you guys haven't heard this basically what, I don't even know what this generation called generations. Gen Zers, I think, are like hating on millennials. And basically they're like, yeah, we can tell you're old by your skinny jeans and your side parts. And that like cry laughing emoji is not cool anymore. And you're supposed to use like a skull emoji instead. You're supposed to say like, I'm dead or I can't or I feel really angry and, and old. So this is weird. It's very weird. I feel all the emotions. Um, okay, last question. What is the movie of your life called and who would play you? The movie of my life. Oh, 
this one is this one is tough uh the movie of my life would be probably just i would just make it called add a girl like that is kind of my mantra of of celebration and i i mean probably Kristen bell because i feel like she just like puts motherhood out there i feel like i'm i, I show my messy motherhood but but yeah just add a girl you got this one day at a time imperfectly and and Kristen bell would be my girl Oh my gosh, I would love, I would love to watch that movie. I could see Kristen Bell really, really leaning into the van life and like maybe method acting and buying a van beforehand just to experience it for herself before she acted out your van period of your life. (laughs) I love that. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for joining today's show and sharing your stories. This was so incredibly inspiring and helpful. Um, And listeners, please make sure to follow Rise As We and, or follow Amanda, Amanda and go check out Rise As We and the website. If you liked today's episode, share it with a friend and give us a review. See you next time on The Sixth Degree. Thanks again, Amanda. Thank you. Looking forward to connecting with a lot of your listeners too.